Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Albion Obsessed podcast. Don't be alarmed. Tom's fine. He just didn't watch the game. So it's me hosting today, guys. Let's see who we've got on the podcast. Um, I'll try and do as good a job as Tom does hosting. Um, Curtis, how are you, my friend? I'm good, but you're not Tom. Who are you, stranger? I know. I know. I'm, an, I'm an imposter. No, no, but I'm glad uh, to see you and young Daniel below here. But I'm glad uh, to be here on the heels of another fantastic win. Exactly that. And lots and lots of goals. Curtis has already said who else is on the podcast. Daniel, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, lads. Uh, Yeah, I'm very excited to uh, talk about this game. Yeah, definitely. Um, And as I say, lots and lots of goals to talk about. Um, we will start off with the starting 11, though. Big news, uh, obviously, Leandro Trossard not in the starting 11. Um, raised a few question marks, Curtis. Um, recently in um, in The Athletic, there was an article about Roberto De Zerbi saying, look, if you're not at 100%, you're not going to be in my squad. Uh, what did you make of um, Roberto De Zerbi's selection today and leaving Trossard at home? Kind of a brave squad. I mean, I wasn't expecting to see some... Well, I wasn't expecting to see like uh, Van Heck start and people like that. Um, but it's good. I, I'm quite glad that he feels comfortable enough with the, with all of his players that you can put out a squad like that. So that's really good. Um, and yeah, especially this, this Trossard situation. Um, I, I'm not concerned by it or, or, or anything. The guy... I, I, I feel like what... Um, Deserby has said is uh, a good thing for for him and for the for the rest of the team. I think you know because they've got to know that you can't put you can't go out there and put fifty percent out there. You have to give it everything. You have to give your all. Otherwise, what's the point in you being in the starting eleven? Uh, so hopefully, you know Trossard will hear these comments and he'll back his ideas up a little bit. You know, and I and I, I I'm not going to hear the excuse that oh he's been to the World Cup because we've just seen McAllister today and he scored two. So. You know what I mean? It's 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 ridiculous, and and Trotard's been back sooner than McAllister was, so we can't we can't we can't blame that. I'm sorry, yeah. and yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on in Trotard's personal life and stuff like that. So you know, I'm not going to comment on any of that, uh, but I, I hope that um, what Roberto has said helps Trotard kick on. Yeah, exactly that. I think you're spot on, Curtis. There's been a lot of transfer rumours surrounding um, Leandro Trossard, Dan. um, And Aaron in the last podcast said he's not going to get his big top six move with the performances he has been putting in. Has Leandro Trossard got to be careful um, with his attitude? If it is an attitude problem, again, we're speculating we don't know. Um, If Roberto De Zerbi is saying he's not given 100%, is is a top six club going to look at him and say, yeah, that we, we want him? I wouldn't say he's been that consistent for us as as we've I think we've alluded to loads of different times. He's he does turn turn up for some games and then he just, just disappear and just be non-existent. Um, I don't think he will make it a top six club personally. I think on his, on his day he, he could, but if he wants to play the way he wants to play, obviously firing all cylinders, then he can get the move, but. If it is an attitude problem or something personally happening, obviously, I think it's good that Deserby has sorted it out to hopefully today, and obviously maybe that's given him the, the kick up the ass to say, say, look, if you're not going to play um, to my standard, then you're not going to get picked at all. Which, which I think is a great mindset to have because I, I don't think Potter really 
saw that in him. So I think that he was sort of like, oh, I had to sort of play him because if we haven't got anyone anyone else I can trust better, even if performances weren't good. But uh, yeah, I hope for his sake, it's just something that he could just be like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll play better. Not to take really personally, that's obviously affecting him mentally. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the real dilemma, Curtis, is that we've got uh, obviously Liverpool coming up. Um, Leandro Trossard scored a hat-trick at Anfield last time out, um, which was uh, a, a fantastic result, fantastic performance from him. Um, have we got that dilemma now of, OK, do we play Trossard against Liverpool because he plays so well against them? Or, or, or is that completely out of the window and you have to go off of uh, the form of Evan Ferguson? Tricky, isn't it? Um it's that's really really hard because you know you've got Trossard who's got the experience there especially against teams like Liverpool and things like that and as you say he scored a hat-trick against Liverpool but Ferguson's in such good form you know I feel like we need to reward that form um it's 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 difficult though um I, I don't I don't really know how to answer it I mean I, I would want to give it to Ferguson just because, as I say, he's been playing so well. But I don't know. I feel like it might be a safer bet to maybe put Trossard in. I don't. I don't know though. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Um, it is a tif- difficult question because, as you say, Trossard has got the experience, and we have seen what he can do against the top teams. But um, on, on recent uh, recent performances, I, I I personally don't feel like you you can put Leandro Trossard um, in the starting eleven. Definitely off the bench. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Zerbi is a guy that's going to go off of recent performances. Um, so I, I think we will see Evan Ferguson not to prolong the point anymore, really, because we've got a lot of positives to talk about from the game. Um, and, uh, obviously the, the start in 11, uh, Van Heck, I thought was excellent down. What did you make of, uh, the young center half's performance? Yeah, they're quite solid. Um, I was a bit worried, obviously, with no dunk because, because obviously, every, every time a team they have no dunk in the squad, the sort of defense sort of goes off a little bit, and and obviously we did sort of see that with we sort of seen that with um, Cowell sort of not really obviously I make a few mistakes and this that, and the other, and obviously when I saw him we conceded, I was sort of like, is this going to happen again? Whereas you know, dunk is really that 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 mainstay in the in the defense, but I think he. He came in and basically did the job he needed to do. Uh, looking good, looking sharp. Obviously, as uh, at least at least we kept it down to one goal, and which which obviously shows that they were defensively strong today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we did get off to the perfect start, though. Um, just. Yeah, brilliant from from Solly March to to wriggle away from his defender. Pro- should do better, maybe. Uh, people obviously meme Solly March for not scoring, not putting away his chances. But the the ever present Pascal Gross is there, Curtis, to to finish off our first move. And um, what did you make of uh, Pascal's goal contribution today? My brother said to me uh, when I showed him the video, he went past. Uh, he, went, he said, uh, "Solly doesn't score a goal unless it's from thirty-five yards." So I'm starting to believe that that's probably what it's going to be, and I'm fine with it. But um, yeah, to 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 get onto that ball after the deflection of the keeper and all that, fa- fantastic! It's such he's such an intelligent player, you know, and he's just everywhere he needs to be. He's just the the consummate professional, you know. Um, really, really fantastic, and it's so good to see how well him and so many other sort of players that seemed like they may not have fit the Potter style have, have done under Deserby. Like, you know, there was a lot of talks of, of people like Gross and Solly March who uh, were t- too slow or, you know, not 
Premier League quality and all this other stuff and just look how well they're doing. So Exactly. Dan, um, do you put that down to Deserby's coaching, getting the best out of these players? We spoke about it on the last podcast, but interested to get your view on that. It's definitely improvements in in how everyone is playing. You can definitely see it. Obviously, uh, you can sort of look at look at where where the uh, old managers now at, and obviously where they're struggling. Whereas now we're not. You know, it's it's obviously that it's a new style, obviously with the wingers and that which we weren't using for the last two three years. Um, it sort of shows that we're more threatening and we're more more of a goal threat now. Whereas obviously where he's at now is obviously not happening for him. But um. But yeah, as you say, like the the, the players, obviously that's the one good thing that he did before he went was I made sure that Gross was here for another two years, which which we always are going, oh maybe maybe he'd be good off the bench or whatever. Then since he's been playing, he's been, they, every time he gets that on that pitch, he gives a hundred percent performance and he's scoring goals, and that's all we can ask of him. Yeah, exactly that, um, and I feel like now's quite a good uh, time to talk about the talking point that Tom wanted us to cover in in the group chat um our goal output has just been absolutely phenomenal curtis uh, we put out a tweet uh, yesterday some people have said that this is a stupid stat but i don't think so under graham potter last season it took us 18 premier league games to score 17 goals in Brighton and Hove albion's last six premier league games we have scored 17 goals another five today curtis um, just how impressed have you been from the change in mentality going forward? It's just something we we just weren't used to under Graham Potter. We went probably, I think, six games uh, without scoring a goal or three months without scoring a goal, something ridiculous like that. And so, yeah, how refreshing is that? Well, I mean, I don't know why it's a stupid stat because we, it's something that should be celebrated because I remember last season we were crying out for goals. You know, we, we were like... I don't know where they're coming from, or like, like when we did score, we were like, "Oh, look, we did a goal!" You know, as a joke. As to, come on, like let's let's celebrate the fact that we've that we're doing incredibly well with with this at the moment, and it's so refreshing to see. And yeah, it'd be nice to come from a sort of like out and outright striker, but it's also good to see a whole team that's willing to commit to the scoring effort. So I'm just really happy that there seems to be a really good uh, cohesion between every player out there and they're, they all want to play for each other and they all want to play for the badge. So, Yeah, exactly that. Dan, where do you stand now? I mean, like the goals have been flying in left, right, centre. Last two games, we've scored nine goals. Granted, we just played a championship opposition um, and scored five goals, but that they're doing well. They're on a promotion push or a, a playoffs push. So they're no, um, they're no slouches. Where do you stand now on the, um, the extra striker um, comments. Do, do you think we still need that extra guy up front, or would you be happy if we ended January w- without an extra attacking option? I think if if um, they can still count as Trossard as a, as a centre forward, then we need another one because there's there's no way that a guy can can play centre forward. He can do it sometimes. It's worked. It has worked. I'm not saying it hasn't worked at all, but. Depend on him if anything happens to Ferguson or obviously Welbeck is obviously it's sort of inevitable something's going to happen to him. Um, I think maybe that extra one striker maybe that can come just come off the bench for Ferguson or top and change for Ferguson or something like that or, or when Welbeck's fit obviously and Ferguson be on the bench with him or if just something something different as well something that we haven't got 
although Welbeck's got experience, hasn't he got the quite the legs? <clears throat> and obviously Ferguson's young, he's quite hungry. Someone he didn't in the middle, someone who could just come in and do a job. I know Undavis obviously looks like he could be he could be going, but obviously after today he might not be. After maybe having that that one goal he, he scored today. Now obviously if not, maybe this year goes right, I'm gonna play Undav more. And obviously then that's good for him and obviously good for us to have to go out and spend any more money. But it's one of those things that's sort of like it depends who the option is, obviously, which would be the the main obviously question I'd, I'd bring forward to, to the club. Yeah, exactly that. The, the, the hot the hot take I have it's not really a hot take, but um, I've seen some people saying that um, Undav's lazy and stuff like that, um, and he's slow and everything else. And um, in my opinion, he hasn't had enough time to really show his skill set. You know, he, he's played. God, I can't. I probably count on one hand the amount of games he's played. You know, uh, I feel like he needs some time. I feel like he needs a chance to play, um, and I feel like we should give it to him. But that's just my opinion. But I also wouldn't mind us definitely spending some money on a striker. I know we were looking at people like Ricardo Pepe and people like that, um, who was supposed to be a, a fairly good striker. Signed him on pairs. He was pretty good, um, but um, he's doing well at the club he's at. But. Uh, yeah, but I know we're not looking to get uh, him. Well, he won't be available until the summer, so I don't know what they're aiming to do. But if they bring someone in, it'll be good. But I don't think we have too much to worry about if we're continually scoring goals from everywhere. Yeah, exactly that. And I think the issue with um, Undav, Curtis, is you say give give him a chance. He deserves the chance. I, in, in a game like today, he's come on, he's scored a goal, and he's taken that chance. Um, which is is really good to see. He we we've now seen again. It's against a championship opposition, but we've seen that he can come in and he can get a goal. Granted, we were four one up at the time, um, but he knows where the net is. Um, and for me, obviously, you say give him more time, give him more chances. I think it coincides with how well we're doing and how many goals we're actually scoring. Because I think if we're losing uh, 1-0, let's say. We're not going to bring Dennis Undav on, I, I don't think. We're, we're going to stick with our ever-presence and, and experienced players to, to get us out of that trouble. Um, so I think it's a really difficult situation for Undav, to be honest, because I don't know where that chance comes unless it's in a cup game, um, which is, is great that we're going through to the next round and dependent on what opponent we get, maybe we see him start. I don't know. Um, but in the Premier League, um, it's a really difficult um, thing for him. Um, and I, I, I do think a loan would do him the world of good um, and just see where we go from there. But uh, obviously, we're talking about different options. He is a different option. Um, and I I just don't think he's the option we need. I think we need somebody else. Um, and he goes and gets a chance to to be the, the ever-present striker for somebody else. Because um, I don't think that the cup chances give him enough time. Um, but yeah, you know I, I don't that's, know what your that's, opinion that, is on that. That's fair. That's probably fair. I, I, I think it, he's probably going to want to start playing first team football more so, you know, moving forward. And I think you're right. I'm not, I'm not sure if he'll get those chances over, I mean, even like over Evan Ferguson or Danny Welbeck now, who's been injured for the longest time. So. Um, so yeah, I think maybe I think you're probably right. I think a loan would probably serve him quite well. Probably maybe in a championship, I think he'd do quite well. Um, we'll just have to see what the plan, what the club have planned for him ultimately. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's any doubt in that he's a good player. Um, I mean, he was doing bits in, in, in Belgium. Again, I know it's the Belgian league, but even Matoma was doing well in the Belgian league. And look at what he's come and done in the Premier League. Um, so you can't take away from the, these players how good they actually are and, and the potential that they do have. And so I think Brighton fans maybe need to give him a little bit more um, breathing space in terms of what how long it takes us to see what he can do um, and just hope that it, it comes to fruition. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It, and it's something we've tried and it's something that he's had the opportunity to do. Um, but uh, other than that, I yeah, I, I'm not sure where else his chances lie. Um, let's talk about probably the only negative of the game, I would say. Um, obviously, the goal. Um, I think it's actually gone down as a Jason Steele own goal now. Um, so Tuba Akpom didn't score against us. Please, please fact check that one of you. I'm not sure if, if that is true. Um, but uh, Middlesbrough break quite quickly, Dan. Um, we're left a little bit exposed in defence. Can't quite clear our lines and the, the ball comes out to the left wing. Oh. They gave it to Akpom. They gave it to They've given it to Akpom. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. I, I retract my comments. Um, and the, the ball gets played into the box, Dan. Akpom is there um, and rises really well above Colwell to be fair to him and, and gets the head away. Um, Jason still can't quite keep the ball out of the net. What did you make of um, Middlesbrough's quick response? And was you a bit worried that the game was going to f- uh, suddenly flip on us? Well, the as we say with uh, Chubrab, um, you know, he's obviously a different player than what we had because he's a top scorer from Middlesbrough. I'm, I think as well, as I heard someone say the league as well. I'm not sure. Not 100% sure on that, but someone will fact check that somewhere. Um, but yeah, as I say, when it was 1 1, I thought, mm, you know, Millersburg are going to get momentum now, just thinking, no, we can, we can win this game now and take take a, take a bit take a bit longer. And obviously, I, I thought this, this is going to start start becoming one of those games where we can slip up and, you know, obviously, Deserby has said in his press conference that the, that the uh, Charlton game. Sort of annoys him. I think I saw that he said, which uh, obviously meant that mentality is quite decent as well. Because obviously, no, obviously he want he wants to run in the, these, these cup competitions and do well, which which is great to see. Obviously, then to to then slip up against Millersbury again into a team where really I'm not trying to say we should be, but obviously we should be winning against. You know, it's it's hard. You know, obviously then obviously then we put the game to bed, which is great. Yeah, exactly that. And I think Reggie agrees with you, Dan, to be honest. And so, yeah, good good uh, appearance from Reg. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think Brighton fans maybe have to to cut Akpom a little bit of slack. I know he was a little bit memed when he was with us and, and didn't do as well as, as he could have done. Um, and I know that uh, somebody commented on our tube Akpom comments uh, in the last podcast and um and, and pointed out that he's, he's changed himself as a player. He's got 13 goals in the championship. He is the top scorer, Dan. I did fact check whilst you were speaking there. Um, so, yeah, no fair play to him for reinventing himself and, and uh, being a focal point in a, in a team that are striving for promotion. And, and, and good luck to Middlesbrough, to be honest with you. Um, it was good, though, Curtis, for us to get a response um, in, in the first half. Um, Matoma finds the ball from, from across... A, escapes me from who the cross was from Solly March I think um, and drills the ball into the ground uh, and it bounces up loops up and uh, who else but Adam Lalana there to, to chest it in the goal um, really good to, to go into uh, half time 2-1 up Curtis 
Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Because uh, they were still quite, you know, they were pushing still at that at that point, and you know, we we had made a few like defensive mistakes and stuff before that point. So I, I didn't expect that to 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 come at all. And I, I was watching it on a bit of a delay. So uh, my the group chat, I just I just saw la la la. It's all right, Joe. Don't worry about it. But um, you know, I'm really, really happy for Lalana. You know, uh, fantastic individual. I was saying that he's gonna, he's gonna make such a great coach when he when he eventually retires. Hope, hopefully, he can stay with us. That'd be really, really cool. Um, but yeah, really happy to go into that second half uh, with that with that confidence. So, yeah, exactly that. And Lalana is actually increasing his goal output, which is really good to see. Um, as as I think it was you, Dan, that said goals are coming from different places all over the pitch, um, which is great and something that we maybe didn't overly see uh, with, with Graham Potter. It was always certain individuals that would get us out of bad performances or, or, or get the goal that would win us the game. Um, so, yeah, really good to see Lalana on the score sheet, Dan. What did you make of his performance? Yeah, he's very good. Um, still life in the old dog yet, as they say. Um, yeah, he's... He's kind of one of those players where it's sort of vital for the system because I think Deserby does really trust Lalana in that in in his, in his role, and I sort of think he sort of has him there to sort of with the coaching stuff and obviously he he sort of obviously gives him instructions and obviously then he then gives gives it out to the other players, which is great to see because obviously I think we've always keep alluding it to obviously where he's the basically the loudest voice on the pitch that you can probably hear if you're at the games, which is which is good because you know. Dunk can't do everything where he is because he can't see where everything's going. Obviously, obviously, the same with Lalana. I, I really do hope he he becomes a coach because every time he speaks, you sort of sit there and listen. And you go, "Wow, this guy knows his stuff." I really, I say, I hope it's with us as well as you know, maybe even to be sort of maybe Deserby's assistant or maybe even maybe the next one after if Deserby decides to move away, which obviously, which I hope he doesn't anytime soon. But yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad that he's now he's now pushing on and showing his stuff and doing well for us. Yeah, exactly that. Um, Curtis, so uh, half-time comes, we're 2-1 up. Um, we, we start the second half. If you're a Middlesbrough fan and you see a World Cup winner, Alexis McAllister, coming on for the second half, what is going through your mind? Oh, bugger. There he is, the beautiful man himself. Um but yeah, I mean, as I said, I reckon they probably would have gone into that half still with a um, fair amount of confidence. You know, they didn't, sorry, they weren't uh, out of it at all. You know, they, um, I was just reading some of the comments there on the on their halftime post, you know, they were saying like, you know, I mean, they were the best team at certain half, uh, certain parts of that first half. So, um, so yeah, to, to see us bring some of our big guns on, I'm sure, you know, they still felt like they, they could have maybe got something, but uh, it's McAllister, man. McAllister, what can I say? He's just, he's just too good. He's too good. Yeah, he just oozes class. And when I watch him, obviously he's only been back for the last two games. Um, but when I watch him now, there's a certain like aura about him um, that the players have just maybe given him a little bit more respect than they were, um, and given him space. And um, how is it for you, Dan, watching a World Cup winner in a Brighton and Albion shirt and and putting in a hundred percent performances and you know, coming out and saying what he said in the press of he's not, he's in no rush to leave. How excited does that make you? Very, very excited. You know, when, when he, when he won the, won the world cup, I started thinking, wow, that's incredible. I think people who you know, obviously 
supported longer than I have or we have. And with, when we were at the Goldstone without a, without a ground and obviously losing the Goldstone and people sitting there going, if, I was, if, if they said to them, oh, in, in about 20, 20, 25 years, you're going to have a World Cup in your squad, they were laughed in your face. Literally, literally, and even just for me, just just like those who supported supported them since when they've had the Amex, and it's it's incredible for me, you know, this this just the guy who's was on the world stage, won the biggest prize in the whole of football, come onto the and be able to come onto the pitch and basically put in performance like he did, and still want to play for us as well, because if it would be probably anybody else, they'd be like, why am I here? What do I want to be here for? Because I've you know. As everyone keeps saying, no, no, yeah, he's now going back. He's playing with Lino Messi and whoever, and now he's coming back to play with Solly March. He was like, that's disrespectful. You know, Solly is a good player. I know he's not at the level of Lino Messi, but he's still a good player. But <coughs> yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you know, it's, if, if I was if I was sitting there as a Borough fan and it's you going, they go, oh, they just brought in their World Cup winner. Oh, and they've gone, oh, no, please no. Yeah, show us mercy, please, Brighton. Um, it didn't take McAllister long to get instant impact on the game, Curtis. Let's talk about... So, obviously, we've spoken about him winning the World Cup, being world-class, playing with Lionel Messi, um, playing with other world-class players as well. Um, and he shows exactly what world-class is with that finish. Just talk us through it, Curtis, because it was delightful. A stupid yeah with a great ball in, McAllister does the rest. Filthy. Filthy. I needed to sit down on a cigarette after I saw that. That was absolutely beautiful. A really, really nice goal. Just so, so beautiful. And I can't really describe it any, any way than that. It's a, it's proper proper poo house activity, as you might call it. it really, really, really good. Um, I, I wasn't expecting him to make such an impact so quick either. But, like, it really did change how we played as soon as he came on um so yeah i was so happy to see one to see such a wonderful goal but just to two two to see him just continue his his form so i'm really happy for him and happy for us obviously because we have i don't know if we've mentioned it a world cup winner guys have we mentioned it before i don't know yeah, exactly that and he's playing with Sonny march who arguably is better than Lionel messi i'm joking don't at me we're we talking about the guy who's clearly a brighton fan because he commented on that post the other day yeah, that's the one. That is the one. Um, now, an Argentinian account, when McAllister scored that goal, tweeted something in their language, and it was two words. And the second word was McAllister's name. The first word was sexo. I don't know what that means, but we're going to use it. McAllister is sexo. So there you go. Use that in the comment. It's not anything that will get us cancelled. So. Uh... Hopefully not. Um, but I don't, I don't it think is, it is. It's not. Blame, blame the Argentinians. It's not our fault. But yeah, McAllister, when he came on, as you say, Curtis, changed the game. Um, and he gets the fourth goal as well, Dan. Um, two goals on, uh, I wouldn't say his return, because obviously he played in the last game. But um, his his second return, let's call it, um, gets two goals. Um, so it's clear to see the work rate is still there for him, as, as, as you said earlier. Um, which is amazing to see. Um, and then, obviously, we've spoken about uh, Undav coming on um, and, and getting his chance and and putting a, putting a in the ball into the net. So, happy days. Five goals. Um, 
four goals in the last game, nine goals in the last two games. Uh, Dan, how how positive are you that this can continue? I think think it's it's fairly fairly decent of us now to go on this run. Whereas, you know, especially especially with that little break. Obviously, I don't I don't think people were thinking like that this after Charlton after after having that that bad bad game against Charlton. Obviously, first game jitters. Obviously. Obviously, we're having a lot of people. So I was a lot of people out as well. I think I think it was one of rightly. Um, I bet if it's, if he said to them at this point, "Oh yeah, we're going to go on a fantastic run after this of scoring goals," they'd be like, "Yeah, whatever, nah, surely not." But, but yeah, I, I'm looking at this and then going, like, like we spoke before, we spoke about it last night in the on the um, group chat as well. Like, uh, how was when, when was the how many how many goals did it take Potter to get the same amount? And it was like like halfway for a season or something, wasn't it? We said it was like, like incredible. And it's like, it's funny how I think Aaron might alluded this to the last, last episode as well, that how is incredible is it now that it looks like our goal scoring stuff has finished. We can't, we had times where he couldn't score a goal. We couldn't look like we're scoring a goal. Sometimes not even having a shot on target. And now he's gone to Gone now, got a new manager in. Deserby comes in, plays relatively the same way, different formation, but we're now scoring goals. Whereas obviously now he's now gone to a big, bigger club, and and now doing exactly the same thing for them. And obviously by looks of it, at the end, at maybe after this weekend, he not even be there anyway. So it's it's incredibly positive to think think about that. Hopefully we can keep this going. I know we've got Liverpool next, but thing is though. We're scoring goals. We can score against anybody. We're scoring against Arsenal, who are very good on that that day. Um, we were obviously Deserby's first game was against Liverpool. Scored three goals. Obviously, I know it was Trossard's catch it, but still scored some goals. Gave them a right good game. I, no, I think literally at this point we could give anybody a good game and c- could win any game we wanted to wanted to. Yeah, exactly, Dan. You mentioned Charlton um, and the poor performance there and people panicking that uh, we were going to go on some really poor run of form. Curtis, isn't it funny how emotions change in football so very quickly? So we're um, losing to Charlton on a penalty shootout. We had a really good game. We played well. I can't, we didn't finish our chances, but we dominated the game. It was just one of those nights. But after that on social media, everywhere it was, oh, we're rubbish. What's happened to us? Blah, blah, blah what had happened to us is we were playing against a team that had been playing competitively and we hadn't played competitively in seven weeks. Um, so yeah. What do you make of the, uh, the whole, f- how emotions change in football so very quickly? See, I, I love, I love football and uh, for the most part, I love the fans, but sometimes they can be incredibly fickle, incredibly fickle and, and short sighted, you know, um, listen, I would like to have progressed in the Carabao cup of course right but we didn't um and we had we had just had to move on from from that you know i mean it's not going to help anyone those sorts of comments and those sorts of things singling out individual players where as a team we didn't play well enough it's it's not any one person's fault it's the team right um so but i i think you know they took that to heart you know you you you've got to imagine that the team weren't happy about it and you know they've 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 come out and they've they've kicked on and they've done so incredibly well. I mean, like you've said, they they've scored a hat full of goals, you know, um, and we've pro- just progressed in the FA FA Cup, 
um, I, I'm, I'm so incredibly proud of the team and what they've done, especially through, you know, quite a few tumultuous changes. And, and so to, to just get through that and, and take on board what Roberto is having to say and really, really cement it. And we've got a cat, by the way, really cement it. Uh, it's, it's been fantastic. And I'm, I can't wait to see what's next for us. Yeah, I don't think our players get nearly enough credit for reacting the way they did when Graham Potter left um, and how quickly they adapted to... Um, that is really off-putting, that cat. That is so funny. Um, but no, how quickly they reacted um, to Roberto De Zerbi's ideas, his plans. Um, I know people say, oh, yeah, but we've slipped down the league since. It was always... It would have happened under Graham Potter. Who knows what could have happened under Graham Potter? We might have fell off a cliff. Who you you can't say. Um, I'm sorry, it's stupid to think we would have stayed in fourth. It's just not. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I would love for that to be in the thing, but it just wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I I think we would have been there or thereabouts where we are now. I can't lie. Graham Potter had us playing some wonderful football. Um, I think that the time has passed. Uh, we we can say that. You know. It, we weren't relegation fodder when he left us and, and the disrespect that he gets is because of how he left us, um, not because of what he done for us. So I think in time we will look back and, and say, yeah, we were go- still going in the right direction. But it's so it's so much credit goes to Roberto De Zerbi and our players for just carrying that on. Um, it, we, we said when De Zerbi got appointed, it was going to be such a weird um, thing to take over a club that was sat fourth in the Premier League. That never happens in football surely never happens in football um so yeah full credit to our players full credit to Zerbi. our mentality at the moment is is made of steel um reference to jason steel uh, which is 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 amazing let's um look ahead guys uh, actually no before we do that i'm going to ask for your man of the match today and um, curtis who are we going for uh it's either gross or McAllister for me but I, i'm probably gonna have to give it to gross uh, i think he um or do i yes i do yeah i do because it would be very easy for me to give it to McAllister due to scoring two goals but i think uh just gross showed a, a proper professional hard-working display out there he's a real workhorse in there you know uh so i'm really yeah i happily give it to pascal gross and young Daniel, who is your man of the match for today? I'm going to go with a, with a bit more out of left field. I'm saying March because every single time that, that any anything that was happening, he was it was either assisting it or the assisting the assist. He was basically somewhere leading that attack into the right place. And there's that one point that that scuffed shot where should, maybe should have should have scored from it. Obviously, Gross got it in anyway. Um, then. Yes, as I say, I think I think he did did fairly well. Yeah, gross, yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Obviously, McAllister came on, obviously changed the game completely, and, and it's based, made it out of sight. But I, I think March just just for purely just purely because he's he was trying to make most of the goals that are happening. Yeah, definitely, Dan. I think you're overtaking me as the Sully March um, lover on this podcast because in the I'm last trying. podcast you were on um you dubbed Solly March as one of the greatest Brighton and Hove Albion have ever had um in in our squad. There's no taking away from what Solly March does. Um but yeah that was a very bold shout. So I respect you for that massively. Um and to give Solly the man of the match today I I think is is a really good shout. Um mine Curtis does go to Alexis McAllister. Um 
maybe fans will say, oh, he didn't have enough time to, to, to warrant getting man of the match. But for me, he came on at halftime. He changed the game completely. He made us unbelievably dominant. He got two goals. Um, and for me, yeah, 100% man of the match performance from Alexis McAllister. Isn't that nice, though, that we're, we're, all, we're all saying different individuals, you know? that it, it, it's, it's nice that, you know, there was even Purvis, I thought, had a really bloody good game today as well. I mean, there was a, there was a, few, there was a few really good players who, who, who made a really good impact on the game that you could have chose today, which is really, really good. I'm happy that, uh, that everyone's playing so well. Yeah, I think as well for Purvis, after how um, naive he has been defensively in the last couple of games against Arsenal and making that mistake against Everton, um, I think it was really good for him to have a solid game today. Um, and I actually think defensively, um, not to not to bring our performance down or anything, but just to pinpoint, um, I thought Lamptey left us exposed a few times. Um so that that was a little bit disappointing, but you can't take away from what Lamptey gives us going forwards at all. No, I think it's good to talk about the negatives though as well, because you know with the positives you have you you have that, and I I definitely do agree that maybe defensively at times we weren't as strong as we we could have been, um, but otherwise we were really really good. So yeah, exactly. I think we're starting to sound like Roberto De Zerbi. Score five goals and we're still unhappy about something. Uh, it's it's infectious. What can I say? The inta- Italian mentality is infectious. Um, guys, let's look ahead then to Liverpool. We are possibly, hopefully, doing a live stream midweek. Um, so keep an eye out for that one, guys. And we're going to speak to a Liverpool fan who Curtis knows, which will be really cool. Um, but we're going to have a little chat about Liverpool now. Um Big game, Liverpool not performing how they would want to at all at the moment, I would say. Uh, a little bit shaky defensively. They haven't got Virgil van Dijk. Curtis, how are you seeing this game going? Are, are you hopeful we can get a home win? I'm not worried, to be brutally honest with you. I, I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really not. But this is... You you, you watch back at, uh, on this in a week's time, they put six past us or something. But I, I'm, re- I'm really not that worried, to, to, to be honest. They've just been so off the boil this season. Um I don't know. I, I feel like we could. I feel like we could do a job considering how we're playing at the moment, um, with that intensity and that mindset that we have. Absolutely, we could beat them. I'm. I yeah. Not not worried. Awesome. I'll push you for a score prediction, Curtis. What 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 are we thinking? <sighs> Three two, Brighton. That would be an Amex classic game. That that sounds like a a right good old yeah. Fist fight amongst the top. Oh, are we still? Are we, still oh, we are. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So top seven teams. Amazing. Yeah. I'd, I'd love a clean sheet, but with this new style of play, it sort of leaves us a bit more open at the back. And I think that we've been struggling with that recently. But I, I think it will be a. It will be tough, of course, because it's Liverpool. But I, I, I think, yeah, I think either three one to us or three two to us. So happy days, Dan. Are you as positive as Curtis? I think, as I said earlier, I think we can give anybody a game. I, I, we're, we're doing so well. I mean, the positivity is running through. You can see with, with the McAllister um, homecoming as well when he came home. Obviously, you can see that literally everybody's together and everything they want to do. Obviously, as he's now coming, coming back into the team, I'd imagine he'll start against Liverpool. Obviously, I, I don't know. Obviously, the only person who knows is De Zerbi. But I'd imagine he probably will start that game. Um, we'll probably look at look at the, look at like a team where we were before the World Cup. Now, maybe 
bit differences, maybe like Ferguson being in. I def I definitely think that we can we can definitely have a game. I would say no Van Dyke, which which their only options now is basically rubbish. Um yeah, for us I can see see us probably maybe doing doing a job, yeah. I think I think end as well. Score prediction, I'll probably say the same as KS three two. Wow, we are predicting another goal fest here on Albion Obsessed. Um, guys, I, I have to say I'm not as confident as you guys, but I'm still a little Joe, bit... Joe, come on. I know. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Someone's got to be negative here. Not uh, negative, but... has to be the host, doesn't it? Slightly less positive. I think it'll be um, a thrilling draw. I think it'll be 3 all. Um, there's no doubt we're scoring goals. Um, I, I still think we score goals against that Liverpool team. Um, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to be pinned back by Matoma. He's going to have defensive duties that we we have seen that Trent doesn't like to to do his defensive duties. Um, so, yeah, if you look at um, Trossard at Anfield against um, uh, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, it's clear to see. Um, but I, I do think Liverpool are, are a really um, scary team going forward still. Um, so I, I, I do think they'll score a, a few goals as well. Um, I could see it being your guys' prediction, um, but I, I'm going to be the, the, the pessimistic one and say three all. Um, and uh, it would be nice to see Alexis McAllister starting again. Um, and as, as well, uh, just before um, we come to you, Curtis, again, Alexis McAllister, this will be his homecoming in front of the fans. And um, so hopefully we get to see something really special um, and he can present us his World Cup uh, winning medal. Uh, I know Alvarez done that at Man City recently. Um, so hopefully we get very much the same and we can show our appreciation. And um, Sorry, Curtis, what was you going to say? No, no, I was going to say... Um... You know, I'd, I'd take a draw as well against one of the one of the big teams like Liverpool. So either of those, I'd be fine with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Dan, are you going to the game? I am, yeah. Very much looking forward to it. Just as as, as, as we're saying, it should be a very, very good game. Yeah, exactly that. And uh, Alexis McAllister homecoming, as I say, I'm really excited to see him on the side of the pitch with the, the medal around his neck. Uh, I think Brighton fans have been waiting for that for, for ages. And the, the two games that he has played have been away from home. Those away fans are so lucky that they've got to show their appreciation to him and props to them because they've been making some unbelievable journeys over the last week. Everton away and then Middlesbrough away. So fair play to you guys that go um, week in, week out uh, away from home. It's, it's. I'm sure it doesn't go unnoticed by the team. And it's so impressive to see how many people do make that journey. Um, so, yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, I think we'll leave it there then, guys, uh, for this installment of the Albion Obsessed podcast. Make sure uh, you drop a comment below to tell us your man of the match and your score predictions for next week. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok because we're putting a lot of content on there. Um, as well as Twitter. We're always on Twitter, so at us there. Also, we've just got a new uh, group chat service for our uh, loyal fans or lo loyal listeners, I'll call you. Um, so if you drop down into the description there, you'll get a link to our Discord. Um, and then you can chat away to us, give us podcast ideas, um, and, and we'll shout you out on the podcast as well. Uh, just a, a nice way to get interaction between us and you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll leave off with Tom saying, wherever you may be, whenever you may be, have a wonderful day, evening, or night. See you soon, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.